We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast all right welcome in everyone to the saturday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm going to be hosting today it's me jen and here with me is newly married eli berkovitz no matt today so eli how are you doing how has it been going uh, things have been good, as you mentioned. Uh, yes, I am about 10 days into marriage. It has been wonderful. Uh, definitely a lot going on, but it is nice to, you know, throughout all this, have all the news regarding the Packers and the NFL in general. Not necessarily all great news, which we'll get to soon, but I mean, I guess it depends where you stand on it. But it's been wild. It's been busy, but that's how I like it. Otherwise, I just get bored and sad. So this is good. Yeah, there's been a few few dry weeks where we kind of scramble with things to talk about going to the show. Um, maybe that's better than having news like what we're going to talk about today. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we're kind of all still maybe in shock, still trying to process the news from now. You know, we're recording, you know, a, a little under 24 hours out from the, the, the Devante news. Obviously, you'll be hearing this on Saturday. Um, so you'll probably have a little bit more time to have processed things before you listen to this episode. But I guess I'm just curious, what was your initial reaction? Because I wasn't even active on my phone. You're the one who actually messaged and that's how I saw everything. So I found out from you, um, you were my my source. So your initial reaction, I mean, I know your initial reaction via text, but yeah. more appropriately, uh, how yeah. do you want to word that? Um, sorry, excuse the background noise at the moment um i was honestly so yesterday jen as you know was a, a holiday of ours where basically you just drink all day which i guess considering the news was maybe a good thing but i was sitting at a party with my brother and my wife and my brother's wife and a bunch of other people and i was drinking i was eating a steak i was having a great day wearing our wonderful jerseys uh that say husband and wife from jen which we very much appreciate and uh my brother sitting next to me and i just see him look at his phone and his face just turns white and i'm like what what could have possibly happened like rogers is signed like i was never expecting this to happen with Devonte. just this week on open book what two three days ago 
me, you, and Zach were talking how there's just no way Rodgers wouldn't have signed without Devontae, you know, knowing he's going to be there, even if it's just on the franchise tag. And he just looks at me and, like, before he even said something, I'm like, okay, the, this this is seeming really bad. And he just hands me his phone, and I just kind of shut down. Like, he was more, you know, yelling, screaming, whatever. And I, as usual, just kind of went silent and just tried to, like, process it. But it was just really, really shocking. Like, I couldn't believe it. And I think, like, what most people are saying, I mean, obviously, it is upsetting. But I think the bigger thing was shocking. Like, it just was so unexpected. Um, and then, you know, you see the trade compensation, a first and a second. So it does give the Packers a lot of ammo heading into the draft, which makes it feel a little bit better. But I love Devontae. I thought, you know, obviously him and Rodgers were the best quarterback receiver duo in the league, probably the best receiver, no offense to Jordy, that <laughs> Rodgers has thrown the ball to. And it's just really hard. You know, I just, I never saw it coming, especially once Rodgers signed. So I was really, really shocked. But I guess from you, you know, getting my text, I guess, I, don't, I think on our chat with Zach, what, what, what was going through your mind? Yeah, well, your your message wasn't specific about anything. It was just a few reactionary words. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to then go to Twitter into the timeline. And of course, I see Schefter's tweet right away. Everybody is quoting it. Everybody's retweeting. And it was just, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I was sitting in the living room with my dad, just, you know, having a normal conversation. I just, you know, completely cut him off to look at that. And yeah, it just, it blew my mind, especially because the original um, information. It didn't say what picks. It just said, you know, prime picks. Yeah. So you don't know if that means, is it all this year? Is it like a first this year, anything next year, you know, what are these prime picks considered? Um, and obviously it was only picks that Packers received in exchange for Devante. And it's like, you know, the initial shock and the, what happened. And then obviously, there's more and more news that starts to come out from Rappaport. And um, yeah, it was just like yesterday was supposed to be my one relaxing evening where I had nothing to do. I could just come home, make dinner and sit in my chair for five hours and then go to bed. And then all of a sudden it's like I spent all night just on my phone, interacting with people, reading stuff. Didn't really get my, my nice relaxing Thursday, unfortunately, but it, yeah, I, it was a lot to process because it was originally, you know, the trade and we all kind of speculate it has to do with the the franchise tag, which we all knew he wasn't going to play on. And I guess at the time that felt okay, you know, yeah. just from somebody outside looking in, it was like, okay, you know, you assume that they're tagging him just so that they can work out a deal that um, is pleasing to both parties. So we just kind of figured, you know, I didn't know if he was disgruntled from that. I mean, it's possible that he's upset he didn't get a deal done right away. But now it's kind of you look back and, you know, he bought that house. And we all just kind of thought, you know, he likes the area. Um, Didn't really think anything of it at the time because, you know, people buy houses. It is what it is. Um, It's fun to kind of see this and that he, you know, it starts to come out that um, the deal he got and how the Packers were willing to match it. And then all of a sudden it's reported that the Packers actually – exceeded what the Raiders had offered. Um, It's just a lot of, it's a lot to process and it just leaves you with so many questions. Um, I think that Brian Kunukud's put out a statement today that we can kind of go over, you know, there's a lot happening. So Packers made it official today, Friday as we're recording this. So the deal is done. Um, 
it, yeah, it's, it's still hard to process, you know, obviously I said less than 24 hours. And I think that last night I went through every stage of grief where I was really upset and that, you know, I was angry. Like I felt that sense of betrayal where it's like, yeah. you got the offer. So like my original thing was, you know, he wants the money. I understand, you know, he, he knows his worth and he went out and got it. And then it was the Packers were willing to match and then exceed. So there was that sense of betrayal, like, okay, you know, I thought you, you liked it here. I thought you were part of the team. I thought you wanted to be here in green Bay, play with Aaron Rodgers. Um, You know, just, you know, there's obviously reasons why he wanted to leave, but as a fan, it, it's easy to feel that, you know, it's kind of yeah. like anytime you're one of your favorite athletes leaves a team and when it's their choice, it feels a little bit different than if it's the team. Like if it's, you know, obviously people were bringing up the Jordy thing and that's different because that's the team's decision. Whereas this, it was Devante's decision. It sounds like where, you know, he talked about how he always, you know, lifelong dream to play with the Raiders and obviously him and Derek Carr have a strong friendship from college. Um, I don't know. It just, it, there's still so many question marks I have, you know, what really happened with the Packers that caused that frayed relationship that, you know, those were kind of the things that were being talked about today. Um, you know, was it the franchise tag? Was it previous offers being, you know, disrespectful towards him? Um, there's just a lot that we're still speculating and waiting on. And maybe we'll find out the real reason that the relationship kind of started to fray a little bit. Maybe we won't um, until one of two parties speaks. We really won't understand fully why it was the decision um I guess I don't know enough about Devontae's background to know if he grew up a Raiders fan I think he's from California so you know it's still close but I I don't know it's just there's a lot to think about because you know yes it's cool that he gets to go out and he gets paid and but at the same time he's entering a really really tough division yeah with you know, Derek Carr isn't the best quarterback in that division. Let's say he's likely the worst. Yeah. Yeah, he is the worst. I mean, and, and it's like not even discrediting him. It's just three terrific quarterbacks on the yeah. other team. And it's there's there's a lot of talent in that division. It's not going to be like the NFC North has been for the last few years where it's easy, like you easily win the division and then you get to your playoff spot. You know, he's playing for a team that might not even sniff the playoffs this year. So – yeah. No, I get the lifelong dream thing, but it's also, you know, I guess if he's going to risk maybe not being a playoff contender, you know, at least he knows that he's going to be getting paid. And I think that's important to him. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, what you said, I mean, at first I was like, okay, we know he's not playing on the tag. He gets this monster deal. And in my head, I'm like, all right, there's just no way we're going to match it. Fine. Right. I, I would have, I don't know if I would have been okay, like more okay had I known we just couldn't match it. Yeah. It I don't been know what makes thing. me feel worse. <laughs> yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think if we wouldn't have been able to match it, you know, there would have been the thing of like, you know, he's the best in the league, whatever it costs, you just, you got to do it. You got to do it, whatever it is. But now seeing that they were willing to not only match it, but give him even more money. And he still chose to go there. Like, I get it. Like what you said, yeah, it's been a lifelong dream of his, but I mean, and everyone wants to say the Derek Carr thing, he's played with Aaron Rodgers for double as much time as he played with Derek Carr, if not more. He could have stayed with the Packers, made more money, continued, like you said, to basically, as long as things go the way they should, basically walk through the NFC North, get a playoff spot, pretty guaranteed. Right now, I would say the Raiders, I wouldn't even give it a 50-50 shot they make the playoffs. I would say maybe 40-60 they make the playoffs. Like They would have to have a really good year. And if we're being real with ourselves, they're not contending for a Super Bowl in the AFC. It's just not going to happen. So your, your lifelong dream of playing for the Raiders, okay, but – I would assume you have another lifelong dream of winning a Super Bowl. And if you play out this contract and that's going to put you at 35 years old, you're most likely not winning a Super Bowl as a member of the Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr is unlikely to lead that team to a Super Bowl. And the chances of them getting a Super Bowl caliber quarterback in the next couple of years is pretty unlikely. And by the start of the season, Devontae is going to be 30. And look, I mean, you can look at it from that aspect of, okay, he's turning 30. This is a long deal. It's unlikely he plays it out. And it's even more unlikely that he's at an elite level for the majority of this deal. So the Packers getting, you know, a first and a second for him. I I thought it could have maybe been two firsts when I saw, you know, the two prime picks, which I thought Mm -hmm. was a weird wording. I was like, all right, you know, if it's two firsts, okay. But in a way, I think the Packers, knowing that like their window is right now, I think they almost in a way would have been like, you know what, just give us two picks this year first and a second, because getting a first rounder next year, that would be great. But like, we need everything right now. There's no, we're going to be all in once again this year, get as many early picks as you can. Yeah, exactly. So just to run through it real quick, I mean, the Packers now have five picks in the first 92 picks of this year's draft. They have number 22 from the Raiders, 28 of their own, 53 from the Raiders, 59 of their own, and then 92. So, I mean, that is that is more, at least in my lifetime, that I ever remember them having. Like, I am so excited. The, the possibilities are really endless. I saw, you know, they have the, the trade chart. I don't know if it's like William Hill or something. I saw that if they were to package the, their, their first-round pick, 28, and then the 53 from the Raiders, they can move up to as high as number 11, get, you know, potentially the second-best receiver in the class or maybe one of the top pass rushers. 
or if they package both 22 and 28, they can move as high up as number five. So like the Packers really have a lot of options here. They, or they could just not even trade and just take five really high quality players, which would be Mm -hmm. great. But for me, and we say it every year, but now it's even bigger. I don't think you can leave the first round, assuming either they take two picks or they trade up very high. I don't think you can leave without a receiver that you know is going to contribute day one, because as of today, it's basically Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. And then, you know, who knows, Amari Rogers, whatever. But like, yeah, we love, obviously we love Randall Cobb, but we know what he is, a slot receiver. Alan Lazard, great team player, great, you know, good player, but he's not a number one. They yeah. need a number one. And something that I actually just uh, tweeted before we came out to do this recording. And this is all currently speculation, but we know Goody is making calls at all times to see talent around the league, see who's available, this, that. So Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football speculated this morning about a few receivers that could potentially be available for trade. DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, and Robert Woods were the three names he mentioned. For me, I mean, I love all three of those players. Of course, Robert Woods coming off the ACL is a little bit scarier. But um, of those three, as much as I love Keenan Allen, I think his age and health history scares me a bit. DK Metcalf, I mean, you you give DK Metcalf to Aaron Rodgers, we know how just freakishly talented he is. So I would honestly be okay having two first-round picks. Some people might say it's overpriced, but I would honestly give up a first-round pick for DK Metcalf because – if you're looking at the Packers now, you're saying, okay, go draft a receiver in the first. I don't think there's any receiver in this draft who week one can go and make the difference and the impact that DK Metcalf could. So, and right now, again, we're in win now mode. We're not in draft and develop mode. We got, we need players right now who can contribute. So first off of those three names, who would you like the most hypothetically and what would you give up for them? Oh gosh. I mean, based on, play I agree with you on the DK Metcalf thing the only thing that worries me about him is just kind of he can be a little bit a little bit of a head case on the field you know this year kind of showed some things that I wasn't really drawn to um just character wise from him he is he's really gifted and obviously the age thing really helps so obviously you want to lean towards him obviously Keenan Allen is a phenomenal receiver so it's really hard to you know a name like that, if it becomes available, it's hard to not gravitate towards it a little bit. And kind of yeah. we know what he can do and the type of player that he is. Um, you know, Keenan Allen, maybe you could get away with, you know, one of your second round picks this year. So it could be more beneficial. Yeah, he's a little bit older. Um, but then you don't have to get rid of a higher draft pick for him. So and then Robert Woods, I'm not like answering your question, obviously not doing a very good job at it. At least I'm just running through kind of just thinking out loud here, Robert Woods coming, you know, obviously he coming off the ACL that poses a big question mark because you don't know how he is supposed to be ready by training camp. But of course, you know, ACL is an ACL and just, just another comeback player of the year kind of performance from him. But uh, like we did a former star receiver for the Packers, Um, Robert Woods, if healthy, might be my number one. Yeah. I just, I love the kind of receiver is the player. He is the person he is, what he brings to the team. Um, I think he's enough of a veteran, but still has enough left in the tank to 
provide something for this team. I think that he would fit really well with them. So he is the most attractive name to me out of this group. It's just, you know, they all have kind of that asterisk next to them, like something that is, you know, makes you question it. Him obviously being the ACL. Um, but it's like, would I rather have, you know, the question marks of the ACL versus somebody who, you know, can kind of cause issues on that field and can maybe cause issues within your locker room too. So those are kind of tough questions. I just, yeah, if Keenan, um, not if Keenan Allen, if Robert Woods could be ready, I do like that option, I think. Yes. Yeah, so... I think I would go probably Robert Woods. Oh gosh, who who would my second be? I I just really love Keenan Allen. Like it's yeah. hard to he's just one of those players that I've respected for so many years. So I might honestly go Woods, Allen, Metcalf. I think Metcalf just really turned me off last year where I don't yeah. really, you know, the talent is it's nice bonus to the team, but I would just be so worried about the issues that he could cause in a team that's so tight knit and trying to win something, you know, I don't know. Or maybe there's guys like Mercedes Lewis who could get his head on right and kind of help acclimate him to the culture that is the Packers. So, you know, there's a lot of options there, but something about Robert Woods, if he could be healthy is really appealing. Support for the Pack-A-Day podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off in free worldwide shipping with code Packaday at manscaped.com. Friends, inside this package, you're going to find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And let me tell you a bit more about this Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, sort of important, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Packaday at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code Packaday. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yeah, I don't think there's any wrong way to go about those three. They're all extremely talented, and I do agree that Woods and Allen, you know, they're more team players, selfless players. And Woods, if there, if it wasn't if there wasn't even the question of the ACL, I don't think I would even think twice about putting him in number one for me. I love him as a player. I think he's a great teammate. He's also a tremendous blocker. And he's just he's just a, really what you want, honestly, is just a team player, really good in the locker room. And he is a vet. So he's only he's only 29. Same for Keenan Allen. They're both 29. DK is 24. So I love Keenan Allen. And truth is, his injury history was a lot earlier in his career. I think he's gone three or four years now without really having any issue with that. And we all know, I mean, him and Devontae, it's kind of like, always at the top of the route runner list in the NFL. So I would obviously take any of them. And in terms of Robert Woods, the Rams have been open after signing Al Robinson. They're looking to trade him. They've been making calls. And the reports are that he is fully expected to be ready by training camp. So, and I think of the three, he'd probably be the cheapest. Like I honestly think they could even maybe get him for a third round pick. Like we've seen bigger names go for third round picks. So Mm -hmm. I would I would love any of the three. 
I think all of them could be gotten for a second rounder or a third rounder. But I'm just saying that because of the state of the team is in right now, I would be willing to give up one of those two firsts just because if we're going to go with the assumption one of those two firsts is going to go for a receiver, you're just you're not going to get a more ready player than any of those three out of the draft. So right. that's that's kind of how I look at it. So there's a lot of work to be done. We know that they're not done a receiver right now because they need a bona fide number one receiver. But well, I, I guess since we're talking receiver, obviously we have to touch on the MVS situation now because yeah. with when we were assuming that Devontae would be back, we didn't expect to see MBS come back. And now, you know, there's a little bit more conversation that can be had. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of cap space that clears up with Devontae's departure, uh, hopefully leading to Douglas coming back. But um, you also look at guys like MBS, and I've seen the phrase bidding war when it comes to MBS. Um, if the Packers are willing to get into one of those with um, a team, if they're making him an offer, what they're going to do. Um, I do think MVS is somebody who has really started to hit his stride. Um, I think that he could really develop, like he's still developing into um, maybe, like he's not he's not quite a number one receiver. Yeah. He, he's really developed into a number two receiver, but there's still more work to be done with the consistency. And, um, you know, you can't, you can't teach speed. And that's one of the biggest tools that MBS has. And he's started to more consistently catch the ball, but there's still some issues. And obviously last year he missed some time, which yeah. I wouldn't say is a big deal going forward. That's kind of just uncharacteristic for him to miss time like that. But it still poses the question of how much would you be willing to spend to bring him back, still knowing he's not ready to be a number one receiver yet. You know, him and Lazard are kind of two A, two B. You know, they just neither of them are ready to step up into that number one role, but they both have very different skill sets that make them a viable option at receiver two. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm just kind of curious. I know you were kind of talking about um, what you would be willing to give up and maybe what you wouldn't be. You know, obviously, MBS isn't a guy you want to break the bank for, but is there maybe a deal that you could be okay with bringing him back on? So I've been seeing reports that he's that it's likely he's looking number one. I saw he's looking for a one-year deal, maybe kind of like a prove a deal before he gets maybe a bigger contract. And I've been seeing anywhere between seven to ten million. So right off the bat, ten million, not even a question for me. Way too much for MBS. Like again, like you said, he's a solid number two receiver. He has great speed, but he's just he's not consistent enough. He's not someone that, you know, not even on a weekly basis, but a handful of times a year. You're not going to see him rack up seven, eight catches, you know, 120 yards and, and a touchdown. And if it is, if he gets near that, it's probably going to be four or five catches. And one of them was a 60 yard touchdown, which is great, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get that every week out of him. You still have some drop issues. I don't think he's the greatest route runner out there. So if you could somehow get him to the closer to the 7 million range, like, I guess I would be okay with it. But number one, Considering, like you said, I have seen reports of a bidding war, which honestly surprises me. Like, I don't know. I'm surprised there's this much interest in him. But if somehow they could get him at that number, I don't think they could. I guess I'll be okay with it. But at the same time, I don't want that to happen, honestly, because I don't want them to say, all right, we got MVS back. You know, shut it down. We're good. You know, we'll draft someone, which will be great. I would love for them to draft someone high. But I do think they need to add a veteran that's better than MVS, even if it was like Jarvis Landry. Like, 
I know what Jarvis Landry is. He's, you know, I know he's a great route runner. I know he's going to catch probably close to 100 balls in a season. He always stays healthy. Like, he's just more consistent. So, for me, honestly, I'm basically out on MVS. If they could somehow get him back on a cheap deal, okay. But I don't really see that happening. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Obviously, he's not somebody I want the Packers to overpay for. Um I agree. The chief deal, I I could be okay with, like, I'm not against him being on this team. It's not like I want him gone, but it needs to be at a reasonable price. So if they can get him for cheap, yeah, I am all for him coming back. I love him. I love what he brings to the team, but if not, then yeah, it's, it's not worth it to me. Um, I do know, you know, we kind of saw a lot last year, just based on the targets and the press conferences from Aaron Rodgers, that he's somebody that Rodgers has liked to target as of late. Um, but, you know, it's it's all about what's doing, you know, doing what's best for that offense and, you know, paying too much money for MVS and then not having a solid number one receiver because now you're maybe struggling a little bit more with cap space or just, you know, rotating guys in. You can't have so many receivers. I know this is something that we talk about almost every training camp, there's just an abundance of receivers and you have your camp darlings and the guys that are kind of catching your eye, but you've got to find somebody who, you know, Devante has unbelievably massive shoes that if we can find somebody to even fill them, you know, maybe 70%, that'll be really good. Cause I mean, Devante is an irreplaceable player and that's going to make it tough is that no matter what this team is downgrading at number one receiver. So it's just a matter of who, can be the closest to filling that role. Um, and it, yeah, it just makes it hard. Cause you know, we saw what MBS can do. And I think that if he was going to be that one receiver, it would have been more obvious last year, just yeah. watching him match up with Tay and um, the way that he plays, you know, he's, he's hitting an incline, but it's been yeah. slow and steady. So, yeah. you know, maybe this, maybe if they can get him on a cheap deal and we can, really see this year is he still going to continue to get better or is what we saw last year as good as going to get maybe that's a possibility but yeah the cheaper the better otherwise I say we just have to say goodbye to him and move forward and finding other guys and yeah there's a lot of free agents that are available who are more suitable for the role I'd say but also I know I've said multiple times that the Packers were not going to take a receiver in the first round, obviously looking foolish now that they have two first round picks, because I'd be really surprised if they didn't take a receiver. But like you said, it's not time to draft and develop. So whoever you take, if you take a receiver that first round has to be ready to go. And they still probably won't be your number one receiver coming into week one. So I say chase a veteran in free agency, but also draft somebody who you know, maybe by week four, you realize the talents that they have, and then they can step up into, you know, a number two role tag teaming with Alan Lazard. And then you still have your veteran receiver you can use. And then you also have Randall Cobb tools and um, stuff like that. So it's, there's a lot of question marks with, you know, the pass catchers, because we also really don't know what's going to happen with the tight end position. So it's not only are we concerned now about the receiver position, but we still don't know about the tight end situation either with, you know, Tanya and with the ACL and what's going to happen with, you know, DeGuara still developing and we still don't know enough about him. Um, and then, you know, 
Mercedes isn't, he's not a 10 target kind of tight end. Yeah. He's maybe a, a one, maybe two <laughs> times a game. So yeah. there's just, with Devontae gone, it just poses a lot of questions. But the cap space that he leaves us with gives us some money to play around with and maybe get into some conversations with some of those top free agent receivers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, MVS last year, I mean, the most receptions he had in a single game was five. Like, I mean, Rodgers did target him pretty heavily, and he just wasn't coming down with a lot of those balls. I know a lot of them were deep balls, so it wasn't high percentage targets, but he only eclipsed 100 yards one time. He missed six games. He's just... And Rodgers really only likes him for that deep shot, which they kind of struggled to connect with. I mean, obviously, some of that's Rodgers' fault too, but if that's the only tool he brings... Maybe you can go out and find somebody who, yeah, they're not going to be as fast, but they can still be that deep ball threat. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're just looking strictly as a deep ball guy, number one, that's not a, a real number one receiver. And also you could get someone for cheaper than what MBS is going to cost. And as you mentioned earlier, this deal with Devontae, I mean, I saw reports that it was official. I haven't seen official official, but I would say it's a pretty safe bet that Razul Douglas will be back with the Packers due to Devontae's departure. So, mm-hmm. you know, a little, little bit of a silver lining getting him back. I That's think the deep touchdown like every third game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he'll do about, you know, like a quarter of Devontae's touchdown production, maybe, maybe like <laughs> a fifth. But uh, yeah, so at least, you know, bringing back Devontae, assuming Razul Douglas back, those are like the two biggest question marks on the defense. They're both going to be back. So I'm excited about that. And then, just, I guess, the final thing, I mean, to talk about uh, was, you know, some amount of news on special teams uh, doing, uh, you know, grabbing Pat O'Donnell from the Bears, always been a solid punter, not, you know, a massive deal, but I I didn't want to go into the season with a rookie or some no-name guy off the street, so I'm pretty comfortable with Pat O'Donnell. It's also nice, you know, we know he's plenty of experience in cold weather playing in Chicago, so... I think that will be uh, that will be a solid addition to the special teams and the new coach Rich Passaccia. So, I mean, really- hopefully we don't have to see punters as much this year. <laughs> It'd be nice, you know, score more in the red zone and not have to worry so much about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like you said, it's nice to have somebody who's used to this weather to be like a back. I mean, we still don't really know what's happening with Boho, but yeah. I mean, to know that we have at least maybe two contenders, it it's a little bit easier to understand and swallow yeah so that's basically it for right now i mean i assume we're going to be seeing a lot more news over the weekend and over the next week or so so everyone just yeah keep an eye out for that hopefully we're going to see some veteran receiver added to the team is the biggest thing i'm looking for yeah this might be the kind of weekend where i just don't go on social media because people are spiraling you know obviously things are being said and obviously you know even without being in the news, Aaron Rodgers still finds his name in the news. You know, people speculate if it's an issue that he had with Devontae that pushes him out, stuff like that. You know, it 
there's convert like everybody always finds a way to bring it back to Aaron Rodgers, and that's just like the last thing that I want to see on yeah. my timeline. So I mean, knowing knowing that Rodgers signed the deal, knowing Devontae wasn't going to be there yeah. is a big deal for me because if it not, all of a sudden, who knows what the conversation would be today? Rodgers would be pissed. Right. He wants out, maybe who knows? But he knew Devontae wouldn't be back. He's still signed. That means a lot to me. You know, clearly yeah. he's still. It kind of emphasizes like his love and loyalty to the team, knowing, hey, I'm not going to have my number one target, but I still want to be here. And I yeah. think, you know, you and I both said earlier this week that we thought it was either both of them or neither of them. Yeah. And yeah. we're wrong. But to know that, you know, because that was my first thing, too. I'm sure a lot of us thought it until we saw the reports that Rodgers did know about it before he signed. Um, yeah. Just, you know, the fear of, oh, no, now Aaron Rodgers is going to be mad because, once again, the team is getting rid of his top receiver. Um, you know, and something about mid-March and losing receivers to the Raiders, I'm, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm starting to think that mid-March just isn't – is, like, might be the worst time for Packers football. <laughs> yeah, for Packers football, mid-March, is, it's, been, it's been a rough couple of years, but – uh, hopefully that will turn around with some good news over the weekend and this upcoming week. Mm -hmm. But unless I'm forgetting anything, Jen, I think I think we got everything covered. Yeah, aside from you know the betrayal from Lucas Patrick, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> because I, yeah, I can't believe he would go and say the historic franchise in football. I mean, honestly, that's like him trying to justify the fact he's about to go and play for a losing team for the rest of his career. I, I'm sure that in his contract, it said, hey, if you say something positive about the Bears in the press conference, we'll uh, slide you a little bit more of that bonus money. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way you can justify saying something so ridiculous. But I'm sure I mean, our Kenny, uh, gonna make him pay for that. Yeah, our defense will definitely make him pay for that silly comment. But um, yeah, I guess I guess we're going to see how this uh, next couple weeks unfold until the draft going to be exciting got so many picks so i'm really excited to see what they do with it and um yeah we'll be back about next week hopefully with matt as well yep and then be sure to like share subscribe to the podcast you can check out andy's daily videos on youtube and then um you can find me on twitter at big mac underscore four and eli at book of eli underscore nfl correct Absolutely. Okay. I've never actually said it out loud before, so I was really nervous. But yeah. yeah, all of our work can be found on our Twitter pages for the most part. And then, yes, be sure to um, find us on the podcast anywhere you can listen to a podcast. That's where you'll be able to find us. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot more discussion similar to today over the next few days. I'm sure the new this is going to be one of those topics that is going to be timely for a while, I'm sure. And we might figure out even more after today's episode. I mean, by the time we're done recording, more news could have come out. So yeah. definitely stay up to date with the Pack-A-Day crew and we'll see you guys later. Yeah, see you next week, everyone. Go Pack Go.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com